Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ed Hutton from Niagara University. Ed, good morning. Happy Sunday. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Now, Ed, you know, I, I admittedly don't know much about the economy, which is something I probably shouldn't admit, but I don't. You know, I, I hear what the news says, and I hear about this GDP um, shrinking for the second consecutive quarter. What does that mean uh, for those out there that doesn't understand? Yeah, sure, Joe. So one of the things that uh, we try to do as economists is to summarize what's happening in the economy. And we do that by taking all of the transactions in the economy. You know, you buy something, I buy something, we get paid something, all of those transactions. And there's a survey that's done to kind of estimate. Of course, you can't do that for every single transaction in a quarter, but you can do an estimate through a survey and you add that all up together. So what the GDP stands for is the gross domestic product. And it's a way of saying the total amount of economic activity, everybody buying something, selling something during a particular time period. And when we look at that GDP, that gross domestic product, that can either go up in a time period or could go down in a time period. And so if we have more economic activity, GDP goes up. If we have less economic activity, GDP goes down. And the reason that that's so important is that in the last two quarters, last two quarters, so basically the last six months, for the first time in quite a while, that gross domestic product has gone down in two consecutive quarters. And what that usually means, doesn't always have to mean it, but what that usually means is that we're going to go into a recession or we could even be in a recession. Now, what would make this time, because you, as you said, it doesn't always mean recession. What, what, what other factors would play in? Because we've heard the recession word uh, for the last few months now. Uh, what also plays into that to be considered a recession? Yeah, sure. So a, a recession is, even though we might have sort of our, you know, our indicators at two consecutive uh, um, quarters of GDP decline, but if you look around at the rest of the economy, the economy is really in not that bad a shape right now. Uh, there's a couple of things that are happening right now, and this is what's really uh, uh, got people 
wondering and scratching their head about what is going on with the economy right now. So we're at a very low unemployment rate. This is almost a historically low unemployment rate. And usually one of the things that means that we're in a recession is that, you know, people feel pain. People have lost their jobs. The rest, recessions are the kind of thing where we have 10% or, uh, 10% uh, unemployment rates, and we're nowhere near that. We're just the opposite. We, everybody you know, who really wants to get a job has a job. Wage growth is moving up, and so people are getting, uh, are getting increases in their salary. That's not usually something we see in a recession. And the other thing is that people have – collectively, I mean, maybe not all of us, but uh, people collectively have more cash right now than they've ever had in American history, where there's almost $2 trillion of additional cash. Uh, And partly that's because with supply chain issues and with not being able to buy things, people just haven't been able to spend as much. And so, we've got, we've got this, uh, um, we've got this economy where, Yes, yeah, so, you know, we're technically in a recession and people are forecasting a recession. But when you look at the other numbers, the one that would normally go along with recession, none of those are there. And the final thing is you can take a look at consumer confidence. Uh, consumer confidence is at a historically low period. Consumers have never been less confident about the economy and Maybe they maybe they shouldn't be. Things are not as bad as as it might seem. How does inflation play into that, Ed? Because you know something you and I uh, have talked about the the inflation over the last few months, over the last year. Um, also, you know people might not be paying, uh, feeling the pain when it comes to their job or their wage, because as you said, those are up. But so are cost of everyday goods. Yeah, well, part of the thing, part of the reason, well, and not the whole reason, but one of the things that you can look at is what are some of the underlying factors for the inflation, Joe? And one of the things that has led to inflation has been an increase that's been paid to workers. Uh, and so, you know, and I, I hope uh, I hope people listening at felt this, that, you know, uh, that, that people are getting paid more money. Uh, you know, and, and so people are getting paid more money. That's leading to some of the inflation that we're seeing right now. And because it's going to workers for a, for a change, this is something new in the U.S. economy. It hasn't gone to workers in a long time. Probably 20, 25 years we saw some of the last real wage increases. Uh, and so part of the reason is that uh, – that's been going to people uh, uh, so they actually have some more money to spend. Now, one of the other things is when we look at this inflation here, uh, there are some things that have gone up in price that people have put off buying. And there's really two things. And the first is going to be automobiles. Automobile prices. I, 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 just, saw, I just saw an article about you know, people starting to pay $1,000 a month for car payments. Uh, the average new car is $46,000, and, and that's, that's quite a change. That's $46,000 to buy a, a new car. Uh, and so if you really need to have a car, you're going to be paying $1,000 a month, or you're going to be paying $46,000 for that car. But I think what a lot of us have done is put off buying a car. So that inflation, at least, 
uh, has has not affected that uh, not affected us that that much because we're we're put off those purchases. And the other thing that has led to a lot of this inflation has been the cost of housing. And in some ways, especially in Western New York, what that's meant is that many of us who were lucky enough to already own a home have seen our net worth go up because of the increase in the value uh, of our homes. Now, of course, if you're somebody who is a renter or somebody who's starting a new family or somebody who wants to buy a house, that's impacted you very negatively. And, you know, as you said, cars and uh, and housing, those prices are up. It, it, do, you know, the way the economy works, is there a time where those prices are ever going to go down? You know, because I think of if, if I'm somebody, I say, well, I can get this much for this. Why would I ever lower that price? Does history show us that prices will eventually go down? Uh, not usually. That's that's especially with things like uh, uh, with housing and automobiles. Now there have been there have been notable times. Not so much in in Western, but if we go back to 2007 and we think about the uh, uh, the real estate crash that led to the financial crisis of 2008, and and so that was very much a situation where housing prices felt not so much in Western New York. It didn't affect us very much in Western New York because we had never had that big rise uh, like they did in California and Arizona and Florida and other places. So, yeah, it can happen. I, I can't think of many instances where car prices have come down. Uh, so I think that's one of those things that I, I can't imagine uh, – uh, the, the car makers right now really, you know, cutting their prices. They, they, they can sell. They can sell all the cars that they need to at $46,000. So uh, typically that would be if they've, if they've got a glut of cars, if they've got way too many cars. But it's just so hard for the manufacturers right now to be able to build cars. You know, they can't they still can't get the parts. They're still uh, I was just reading uh, General Motors has a uh, hundred thousand cars that remain unbuilt because they can't get the chips they need. So as long as we're in that situation where there's a lot more demand for cars than there is supply, I don't see the prices on that going down. Now, on the week where we, we hear that the GDP uh, you know, shrank for the second uh, quarter, we also had uh, a three day winning streak. Uh, on Wall Street, major averages post best, best month since 2020. What does that signal? If I'm looking at, you know, the future of the economy, what does this week on Wall Street signal, if anything? Yeah, sure. So we did have a really good uh, week in the markets. Uh, some of the things, some of the uh, sectors in the market that had been affected the most uh, in the last six months. And, and so this was the, the big technology companies and uh that sort of thing. Uh, those companies really did well. And, and here's the reason why I think is that the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve, of course, you know, we hear a lot about it. They, there was an increase of 75 basis points in the, in the targeted Fed funds rate. So, yes, that was expected. But what the Federal Reserve does is that when it raises rates or lowers rates, it also gives just and it's just a few paragraphs. It's not a it's not a big long uh, big long essay they write or you know something you take hours to read. But they typically give a couple of paragraphs, and in that they give their outlook. And one of the things that they did there was a sentence in their outlook that they that they issued uh, when they raised rates by seventy five basis points, and they said that they basically looking ahead 
They basically think that that's going to be the last of those big 75 basis points or three quarters of a percent increases. And so what the Fed is, is saying is that we we were very dramatic. You know, we had the big increase and then another big increase. But they think looking ahead, and of course, they're not always right, but looking ahead, they think that right now there might be in the position where they're going to start to taper that. They're going to start to bring those increases down. They, they really need to bring interest rates up about one more percent this year. And instead of taking big jumps like they've done the last two times, they're really starting to talk about maybe tapering that back and going to 50 basis points and then 25 and then 25. And there was a sigh of relief uh, from, uh, from Wall Street this week. And they said, you know, yeah, okay, we can deal with that. You know, it's not going to it's not we're not going to be at this really high pace where we're going up 75 basis points. We're going to go down to this, you know, more tapered thing. And so as long as I think we're on that trajectory, I think it's I think it's good news for the stock market. It certainly was this week. So as we go forward, you know, these next few months, Ed, is there something specifically that you are looking at or all these things combined to, to signal where the economy goes from here? Yeah, I, I think that there's a couple of things. And, and the, the one that I haven't talked about, you and I haven't talked about yet, Joe, is, uh, is energy prices. Okay, because energy prices are, are one of those things that's going to flow through all economies. Certainly one of the things that we uh, feel very, very strongly whenever we have to, to fill up our car. It, energy prices have gone down. So oil prices have gone down by about 25%. Now that hasn't reflected itself all the way because of because uh, of just the long chain, you know, of, of going from oil in the ground to going to the gasoline pump, but it's starting to come down right now. If that trend continues, that's going to be a really positive trend. The second thing is that what's affecting, uh, especially United States consumers right now, has been the very strong dollar, and. Uh, Dollar actually a little bit uh, stronger than it needs to be. It's starting to hold back uh, uh, manufacturers buying from the United States here because of uh, the strong dollar. If those two things start to work themselves in the in the uh, direction they're doing right now, I think we might actually be at the point where you know the inflation comes down, the consumer has all of that money. And they start to get some. They start to get some supply right now. So uh, I think the next. Uh, I think the next quarter, the next six months are going to be really critical. And uh, I think there's a possibility that it that we may get this soft landing uh, with the economy, where inflation comes down, but it doesn't lead to a dramatic recession. Ed Hutton from Niagara University. Ed, thank you so much. Terrific. Thanks, Joe. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.